Welcome to the Native Diamond Podcast. Oh, shit! What you waiting for? Please don't forget to like the video, hit subscribe, ring the bell. That way you're notified every time I drop a new episode of Native Native Diamond Diamond Podcast. Podcast. Feel free to drop a comment because I love hearing feedback from you guys. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's going on, my dudes? Seth Mick here. This is Native Diamond Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. Today, I have a special guest. I have Ty Fox, the drummer from Arrival of Autumn, based out of Northern Canada. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you for having me. Much appreciated. Oh, yeah, man. If you guys haven't seen the podcast before, I start off with icebreaker questions. There are 25 or so off the top, either or style questions. I'll go ahead and kick it off with the first one. First question, the Black Dahlia murder or Cannibal Corpse? Both. (laughs) <laughs> summer or winter summer kill switch engage jesse or howard howard all the way as i lay dying or trivium oh man both <laughs> I, gotta go, <laughs> I gotta go as i lay dying uh yeah i don't know that's a tough one i'm like torn i'll go as i lay dying fast food or whole foods whole foods rap or rock ah uh. <laughs> Rock. I gotta go rock. Polaris or Code Orange? None. <laughs> <laughs> Mosh Pit or Standing in the Back? Mosh Pit, all the way. Mega Man or Sonic the Hedgehog? Sonic. Ghost or Slipknot? Ghost. A sick solo or sick breakdown? Solo, all the way. Solo guy. Who would win in a fight? Jackie Chan or Jason Statham? Jason Statham would tool Jackie Chan. <laughs> uh, hate breed or knocked loose? None. Silosis or after the burial? Silosis all the way. That's uh, that's basically our sound in a nutshell. Who do you think the band is with the best merch right now? Acacia Strain for the one shirt they when when uh, Kanye put out that the Life of Pablo shirt. They just put out one that said I feel like shit on it, and I think that's the best band shirt ever made. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I'll have to cop that. That's cool. One time, man, that shirt just it caught me off guard. It was so funny. <laughs> so, Nickelback or Five Finger Death Punch? Nickelback, dude. Five Finger. I, I, Nickelback is at least from where we're from, so I'll take them. Oh, okay. Have you heard the new uh, cover? It's not my thing, but I like I like Nickelback. We've been we've been in shit before. I got death threats not a week ago for defending Nickelback. and uh our our town is super notorious like there's a story here because somebody threw a shoe at them and they refused to play here ever again it happened twice so (laughs) it went viral like back in it was like 2001 or two right when they were blowing up so now they they were on they were being recorded saying we'll never play grand prairie alberta ever again and people were like defending throwing the shoe at them i was like dude they're great like they can go play arenas anywhere else in the world and with for people who actually want to see them and they won't come here because we're ungrateful you don't throw shit at someone when they're on stage regardless of the band and this guy yeah i said that to the guy and i was like being pretty polite like i wasn't as rude as i was just now but he was uh i looked at my i had a message request and it was like seven messages in a row all just like crazy just calling me all every name in the book and wanting to fight me and share like oh my god dude (laughs) 
Wow. I didn't know it was that serious, but <laughs> I don't like them, I guess. I think they're fine. Right. Um, circle pit or wall of death? In what order? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal, man. Uh, circle pit. I don't know if you watch Netflix or TV, but uh, Ozark or Vikings? I haven't watched Ozark at all, but I want to. I got to give it to Vikings because I've at least seen two seasons. Jason Bateman, though, he's my boy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. When it comes to movies or TV, uh, scary as fuck or funny as fuck? Funny, man. I hate horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. I'm a comedy guy through and through. Which do you prefer, recording or touring? Touring, man. I think, uh, yeah, recording is not my, my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Being the drummer, I'm sure you get the pain in the ass part of it. <laughs> I just, like, don't. I freeze up in the studio all the time. Like, you can ask our I was a complete nightmare when we made this record. I'm pretty sure I almost got fired. Oh, shit. Well, you're still here, so that's good. Seth Rogen or Mike Myers? Seth Rogen. Black Flag or Bad Brains? Bad Brains. Metal Gear Solid or Tomb Raider? I've only played, like, the original Tomb Raider. Other than that, I'm not a gamer. So I would go with the Tomb Raider. PlayStation version, like the PlayStation 1, That's I had that game. It was sick. But I was too yeah. young. And like underdeveloped, so I think I would just like run around on the first level until I just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> that game was so frustrating until I understood like how video games worked. <laughs> I was like, not. what do you do? I don't know. Anyway, uh, what's something everyone loves, but you just can't stand? A couple of the bands you named earlier, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. There's, uh, there's I can normally think of stuff like really quick, but yeah. Um, New music, I guess. A lot of that, what's cool right now, a lot of people just love it. It's not my thing. Um, mm -hmm. Amy Schumer, maybe that. <laughs> <laughs> low gutturals or high screaming? Ooh, I got to go low. Last question. Worst band of all time? Worst band of all time? Mm -hmm. Ooh, I got to give it to... That's a loaded question. I would... I would say Five Finger based off of solely music, but what they do for the scene is good. Like, they're a good band to have in our corner, but I just mm -hmm. can't get into them at all. I think they're, I think they're bad. Well, fair enough. Um, thanks for playing my icebreaker questions, as always. I uh, hope you had fun with that. Yeah, of course. What have you been up to lately with quarantine and everything else that's going on in the world? We didn't get hit too, too bad here. Um, it's still pretty cool. Uh, it's, we're taking advantage of the weather. Well, it's actually warm. It's, like, super nice out right now. So we're just, well, before the snow hits the ground, there's like snow on the ground for like nine months here, six, six to seven months out of the year. So it's just good to be outside. And uh, when this thing started happening, we filmed and shot an entire music video all by ourselves. That was the good way to pass the time. Someone by really cool. We um, did all the camera work, produced, made, um, edited the whole thing, and it turned out really cool. That's awesome. Uh, what's your newest music video right now? Well, that was for the song Apocalyptic that we had uh, we had done the music video for. And uh, that's my favorite song off the record anyway. And I think uh, a couple of guys agree as well. But it's, I don't know, it's just a really slow kind of jamming. You know, I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. well, my favorite guitar solo in it too. Yeah, you guys are very uh, guitar solo driven, I would say. Why <laughs> would you name like the newer metalcore band? I'm like, ah, <laughs> they're, they're yeah. fine. It's not my cup of tea. I think they're... Um, they're seem like really cool dudes at least. Um, but yeah, I like, I, I need the fast, like fall of ideals, all that remains metalcore. Like that's my shit. I still that kill switch engaged all that trivium as they like dying. Like that's kind of our, 
our niche, our wheelhouse. We're, we're like 10 years behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's perfectly fine. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, do you guys listen to any podcasts or do you watch any TV shows? Totally, man. We're huge into uh, podcasts on the road. Like we're always listening to Rogan and I make the guys listen to Legion of Skanks and like all sorts mm-hmm. of stupid podcasts and uh, TV shows, man. Like we're all diehard Sopranos guys. I know oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. cool. The best. And uh, The Wire, Always Sunny in Philly, like my comedy shows, big arrested development guys. So um, on the first record, we had a song called Forget Me Now, which is the pills that Job takes on Arrested <laughs> yeah when we have the endless which is uh based off of westworld okay i never really got into westworld i haven't really watched anything past the first season but it's it was really good i just didn't pay for hbo plus so i haven't been able to watch it (laughs) um dude i was huge on arrested development growing up i probably watched that every night before i went to sleep it's hilarious so good man the amount of jokes they just weasel in like constant it's constant just rapid fire and it's so subtle like george senior is the, the best man i love that show. <laughs> That's garbage. the whole family man. yeah it was pretty loaded uh pretty loaded cast i think we i've had this conversation on the podcast before but um a lot of people like that show man it's still cool. funny uh a show that i think super under well not underrated but people kind of don't watch anymore is frazier and i think frazier is like pretty close to being my number one i love that show dude so that show is really funny. Uh, it was kind of like, it was early for me. Uh, well, not early, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, I was too young <laughs> to really grasp it. But as I got older, I, I totally understand the humor now. <laughs> as an adult watching it, I'm like, how have I not thought this was funny my entire life? We're watching it as a kid being like, this show sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as an adult, I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, it's a really good show. Um, uh, sorry, I'm kind of observative, but like, I saw this n64 behind you <laughs> do you guys play that or no oh uh, yeah we have a bunch of stuff like we'll dabble in and out like i've managed to wrangle a uh, harvest moon copy oh. from way back in the day and i've been playing that like i played that in banjo kazooie of course i like banjo Tooie the best oh but, sick <laughs> yeah, one in my house this is just i'm in the band house right in jameson's place got better internet than i do so i figured out that crazy canadian internet in order <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever been to the states Oh, yeah, dude, we did a five-month run through the States here. We basically were on tour from August to December 22nd, all through the States with, like, we did uh, In Flames, Soulfly, and Skin Lab all in a row. Nice. It was was nuts, man. Who was your favorite, like, band that you played with? Uh, It depends, man, because, like, everything, I don't want to pick a favorite because everybody just did a solid. Like, Skin Lab was the first band we toured with. And they kind of just like showed us the ropes throughout the States and they were like super cool guys. Then Soulfly took us out and then uh, we Max like had us over at his house for a barbecue and shit. And they just treated us like very good. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then in flames, we hooked up with after that three weeks later and they spoiled the shit out of us. Like they bought all our groceries. They uh, would constantly give us alcohol and anything they were done with off the rider, they would just give to us because we were the only band in a van on that tour. It was us um, in flames and red. And like, no, Inflames spoiled the shit out of us. And like, they would, they were, we didn't like get green rooms a lot. And the venues that didn't have a spare one for us, they would just be like, come on in. And they were very adamant. We always like hang out with them and they're just feeding us alcohol all the time. And just, yeah, they're, they're the coolest dudes. That's really sick, dude. I was checking out the band and you guys had just recently signed with Nuclear Blast Records. Um, how was that? Like, how has that come up for you guys? It's really cool, especially 
because of where we're from, like for any of your listeners, if you type in Grand Prairie, Alberta, it's way up north. Like the highway to Alaska starts 60 miles north of us, mm. like way up in the middle of nowhere. And it's just a really cool feeling to have them reach out and, and uh, want to work with us. And we're trying to make them happy and they're super easy to deal with, man. They let us do whatever we want. So pretty That's awesome. awesome. Our producer sent out our stuff for mixed notes to some people that he knows. And one of those people worked at Nuclear Blast and that was Monty Connor, the guy who like signed Slipknot and Sepultura and like all these bands. And he's actually, he was the head A&R at um, Roadrunner for 20 years or so. And uh, he heard it and he's like, can you get these guys back? And we went back and recorded three songs and we got stuck in a category five hurricane when we were doing it. It was pretty gnarly. And that was just like a, yeah, we got, yeah, it was pretty cool. And we uh, sent it back to him. And it was just a very vague process because he was hemming and hawing over it and then for months. Like, I think we went down in October and we got the email in April saying that, yeah, they'll give us a contract. <laughs> and, but he's like, don't play shows, don't do anything, just sit. And we're like, all right. <laughs> well, that's really awesome, dude. Um, yeah, so like, I, I kind of stray away from like trying to reach out to like people on a label just because I always have to deal with like some type of management or like, I don't know, just sometimes it can feel like a pain in the ass, but I didn't ha really have to do that with you guys. So I, I was really, I was really grateful for that. <laughs> Grime doesn't stop when you get signed or anything like that, at least not for, for us anyway. I think a, lot, a few other bands um, on other levels can probably get by and have more people reach out. We get a lot of people reach out as well, but we also do our part to, to look at who's doing what and uh, who's, who's good and who does their homework because it's, it's just nice to, to do the work and not have to rely on someone else. We've always had that mentality to just do things ourselves. And that goes to everything, even extending out into public uh, publicity and doing interviews. Cause we like that stuff too. We always mm -hmm. have something to say our story's cool. Um, so it's, it goes a long way for us to reach out as well and um, not just wait for things to come our way. So we try to lead by example too, because people, especially because they think because you're signed, you just have everything handed to you. But no, we still we're out there doing our own things, promoting our own shows, and um, working hard and still grinding. Right on, dude. Um, so, have you guys played like shows while being signed uh, oh. with Nuclear? Yeah, totally. So we've been on with Nuclear for like quite some time now. Actually, we're just not like the most popular band yet. We just broke into the states mm -hmm. uh, last August, and then uh, we got from August to December. We did our first like run and every tour we noticed when we would play different places the second time or the same place twice there was a bunch of people like so we played skin lab a few of the people from the skin lab run came up to soulfly to see us then after the soulfly run we had a bunch of people come out to see us on the inflames run and uh, i would say now we have more traction in the states um, and nuclear blast was a huge help in that from sharing us and um, letting us sharing all our articles and getting us on these press websites and all that stuff so what are some favorite bands of yours on the label? Uh, man, In Flames has, is their they're kind of signed to Nuclear Blast. I don't really know how that works. They 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 have a Nuclear Blast logo on some of their stuff. So. Mm -hmm. They're awesome. Uh, man, Decapitated, they rock. There's so many bands on that label, man. Um, As Lay Dying, they're on there now too. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it, there's a ton, man. Um, Suicide Silence, I think is after the bur no after the burial's not on there. It's Sumerian, I think. I can't remember, but Slayer, of course, mm -hmm. Lamb of God. There's just so many. 
That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I just want to see where your head's at with the music because I know you were talking. You'll never you were... be able to it down, man. I like some <laughs> that you like, but then others, and they sound the exact same. I don't even know. Some something just hits the ear right. Like Knocked Loose, I I like them the most out of all those other bands. Um, but it's always something like vocally or guitar wise or structure wise. Uh, I, I'm a hardcore guy. I like hardcore. It's my mm-hmm. shit. It's those bands they don't make me want to break shit. So I'm, doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> uh have you heard uh end i haven't heard end oh man so good <laughs> i've been kind of stuck on that um what about currents have you heard currents i know of but i haven't listened i haven't dabbled i'm still like on my shit from a while ago like it takes me so much energy to get into something new like it's almost like anxiety that i'm gonna waste time on <laughs> so i've been dabbling in like old school r&b from the 70s is what i've been like really grinding lately i found a cd from baby huey and the babysitters is what they're called and i've just been <laughs> raving because i've been watching this shit on netflix called fear city mm-hmm. oh okay yeah the intro song to that show has been stuck in my head and i was like i gotta figure out who this is and that's who it is that song rips that's awesome isn't that uh isn't that like a docu-series about like uh new york or something like that or yeah 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 so i watched that and that song in the intro is what caught me a lot of that, the new Logic record, I've been spinning that. That thing's sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much. New Trivium's great. Oh, dude, I love the new Trivium album. It was great. Paulo came to our show in Chicago and hung out for the night. It was really cool. Wow, that's really cool. I didn't know how I didn't know how plugged in you guys were. I, I was intending on you to name drop, but like you know, we should be. <laughs> our, <laughs> our manager's really good friends with him, so it was uh, it was kind of cool for us to have him come out and just hang out and shoot the shit really really cool dude so they actually get kind of bombarded with our stuff because people always say we sound like trivium mm-hmm. and we recorded the same studio that they did their debut at and a lot of our fans are always being like yo trivium look at this band they they kind of sound like you guys <laughs> somebody sent me a clip of one of uh, matt's live streams and he's like any new bands i should check out and just, we, they just got bombarded with aoa go check them out so that's pretty cool to see that's really that's really awesome um so like what subgenre would you guys classify yourself as or are you just going by metal we're a metal band we're just a metal band i guess it's like metal core would be the the thing is metal core has kind of evolved into like this weird like crystal lake is kind of what i think of new metal core that's like the band that i think of mm-hmm. when i think about it we're like kind of retro old school medical metal core i guess mm-hmm. yeah metal core so we're a little bit more aggressive i think a lot of other bands were fast. We still got the speed. Oh, look at them. <laughs> hey, what's this up, is, man? Uh, this is the, the vocalist. This is Jameson Friesen. Oh, what's going on, man? How are you? I told him they could come barge in and hang out with us. That way you're not stuck with the drummer. <laughs> you're good, man. doesn't matter. Yeah. Talk about, like, new metalcore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock loose. Yeah, he's a knock loose guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sick yeah that's that's great because yeah i was asking him about a couple new bands and he was just like no 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 <laughs> so you're totally old school uh old school turbo here oh we got yeah, the, we got the dog here just off camera uh, cool what's the dog's name Trunks, like uh from dragon ball z oh, okay cool <laughs> that's badass you guys big uh dragon ball fans Good oh time. yeah yeah we're working on some Kamehameha type uh, vocal pronunciation on a demo the other day. So. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was actually a reference that we'd used to get him to do the part the way we needed it. Yeah, it was hilarious. I was yeah. like, that kind of sounds like Kamehameha. Okay, now I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, like, just talking about that made me think of this, but have you heard of, like, Alpha Wolf and Akudama? I haven't. Mm, no, not enough to really know. Well, they're like their new music video is kind of like anime oriented. Uh, you guys might like that if you're into anime. I don't know. Yeah. My favorite anime is The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons is awesome. They go hard <laughs> for sure. Um, so, anyways, like, what were some memorable live shows for you growing up that just totally just evolved your music taste? I think that seeing Ozzy Osbourne for the first time was the thing that did it. My dad and I have always been like huge Ozzy fans. He used to put me to sleep to bark at the moon all the time and shot in the dark. And then he took me to see Ozzy in like 2003, Ozfest. Mm -hmm. It was like Flotsam and Jetsam and Finger Eleven opening. And uh, it was really cool. So that was probably the most memorable. Or Van Halen, slightly like a year or two after that. Yeah, another one that sticks out is I saw Lamb of God at the No Fierce Energy Tour with Children of Bodom, As I Lay Dying, God Forbid, and Municipal Waste. So that was, wow. yeah, I had mono and I told my family I was fine so I could go to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's dedication for yeah. sure. The first time I'd ever been in a pit. It was really cool. That's sick. Uh, are you into more like really aggressive shows or do you just like more laid back chill environment? It depends. Like, it can be aggressive. Like, Code Orange, I've seen them have some shit go down in their pits, and that's not fun. Um, but I've also been to Opeth, and Opeth, you wouldn't think, has a gnarly crowd. But their crowds are fucking bananas, man. Like, it actually, before they stopped screaming, like, it was gnarly. Um, Devil Driver, their crowds are aggressive, but they're not mean. Um, mm. I've only, like, August Burns Red was a mean crowd. I love that band, but, like, their crowd fucking sucked. <laughs> like, I got knocked out because it's just a bunch of guys doing karate in the pit. I was like, God. Yeah, and, that's that's like really annoying to me, in my opinion. Well, it was in Calgary too, and you'll find like, and I'll get some shit for this, and that's okay. But Calgary and Edmonton are two like really good places to do concerts. But Edmonton is so good to play; it just it's just looser and more fun. Whereas Calgary is like snootier and like more aggressive. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how I always find anyway. A lot of elitists and like a lot of fucking bullshit there but edmonton is like any band that plays there they always set like their merch records or they um they're just down like they support big time um and we're north of edmonton by just a little bit so that's that's what i find anyway so uh, i like i like an aggressive crowd but not a mean crowd i like to move around and like mosh pit and shit oh yeah that's dope so like you're not going to be standing in the back are you like more in the pit or like around the pit yeah, so, like, even on tour, I would be in the pit for, like, In Flames the odd night just because I can't. I'm there. I'm there for free every night, or I'd be side stage, and then I'd go rage in the pit and not tell anybody because the last thing they need is for me to get hurt on the road. So I try to spend some time in the pit. <laughs> it, it's always fun, though. Like, it just gets your adrenaline going, and you're like, all right. You know, it's just like a – makes you feel alive, I guess. Yeah. Have you ever been like in flames crowds are always the best like they get the crowd so riled up like crowd surfing and just gnarly shit so it's a really happy place it's, like good environment to be so i like that shit when i see in flames it's always like like an epicenter tour and they're like with metallica on the bill and like you know like i don't know gojira deftones yeah. that kind of stuff yeah you got to catch them on a headline run that's when you get like the true 
experience. And it's really cool because they get like Anders the front man is fucking hilarious. He basically does stand up comedy and conducts the show. It's really cool. <laughs> well, shout out in flames. Uh, we'll definitely have to check them out whenever shows come back around. Explain what it was like growing up in Canada. Are you from the small town that you guys talk about in your like bios and stuff like that? I was born here. Yeah. So that's uh, Grand Prairie, Alberta. And it's, uh, it's way up north. It's all oil field. Um, that's, we all basically live off of natural gas and oil and stuff like that. Uh, I work in the environmental sector with uh, taking drone photos and all that shit, engineering and a bunch of boring stuff. Um, but no, it's, it's very community-based here. It gets kind of a bad rap because it's a working city. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super i would say it's community based it's a really cool place to live alberta's like the texas of canada that's basically how i put it okay cool that makes a lot more sense yeah dude it's the working class place in canada so like canada's really laid back but where we're from it's it's balls to the walls all the time like if you need anything fixed or done any time of day you can pretty much get it done which is what i love about this place if i'm in ontario and i need a tire changed or something they're going to drag their heels. And it's like, especially on like a Sunday or after five o'clock, it's like, what the fuck guys? <laughs> Alberta, everybody wants their, they want to get paid. So they're willing to do the work. I don't know how familiar you are with like North Carolina, but that's where I live right now. Nice. Yeah. We played, uh, was it Greensville? Uh, maybe Greensboro. Greensboro. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 So it was okay. So how many band members came like out of that small town? All of us. Okay, the whole band, okay. So we're all from Grand Prairie, like born and raised. I grew up in another city, but then I've been here for so long again that uh, it, I, I basically, I say I'm from here. But yeah, we're all from here. Um, it, it's nice because we, we um, grew, like Jameson and Brendan grew up together, right? So they, mm-hmm. uh, they and then we just slowly they started adding pieces. And then I was the third guy. We started the band and then uh, we got Ryan and it's been really cool. On my podcast, basically, I have like a lot of DIY presence, like uh, different followers or whatever. They have their own projects and stuff like that. So, you know, my appeal for speaking with you or whatever, coming from like a smaller city, uh, what would be some like advice that you would give to somebody else from like a small city to get their brand out, to get their name out, whatever? That's our strong point, actually. I'm actually glad you asked that. That's a good question. So it just comes with making a lot of mistakes you play out of of course if you want to get known you have to move to play other places you don't have to move that's the first thing you don't move to the big city to um to make it because you're just all of a sudden needing a job and needing a bunch of shit that you wouldn't otherwise need if you didn't move uh promote yourself like don't just expect that you're a band coming in from another city therefore people are going to come watch you it's not how it works um, try to go there and try to get two opening acts and maybe a local headliner and try to get that sweet um, co-headliner spot or second last, stuff like that. And when you're there, try to be a good hang. Try to like really make friends with people, not just so you, they can book you, but just to make more connections and be friendly. That's the best because you have a bunch of people that are then going to help you out on your next run. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing, man. It's making, you're not so much making fans um, you're investing in people's time and they're investing in you and it's basically making family. That's how I view it. A lot of the bands that we played with when nobody knew who we were are our boys and we'll stay there in all those cities that we play. Um, we now have boys there that we can just stay at their place and use the shower. That's a, a huge thing. 
to it, man. Trying to get a fucking shower is the hardest shit. <laughs> Especially in a van, dude. So like, we don't always have that luxury. Um, so just being nice and being genuine is like, being a good hang, respecting the venue and respecting the people that work there is um, a really big thing, no matter what they do to you. Um, it's, we've run into some cunty people. So <laughs> you're with, with a smile on your face and then um, don't work with them when they come back. Um, that way you always have the moral high ground, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Being friendly because, man, that's the number one thing that'll ruin you is like either a really bad music video that makes you look like shit or <laughs> talking and saying that you guys are shitty to work with. That'll put a whole set of problems into your, um, your routine and nobody's going to want to book you because word travels fast. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's like the one thing they'll remember about you. Um, if, if you're good, they probably won't remember you at all. <laughs> and that's <laughs> in them being like, man, fuck this band. So we try to go out of our way to really get to know the people at the venues, man. So that way they'll vouch for us. So like, Brick by Brick in San Diego, those are the boys there. They're, they're the shit. A lot of the guys at the venues, you just kind of get to know. Mm -hmm. Cool. Everybody, every venue's got its own crew. I think that being genuine and, you know, being a good person or, like, being the best person you can be, that, that's the best arsenal that you can have when it comes to that sort of stuff. I, I've kind of found it in my own thing. Um, you know, just when you let go and you're like, all right, I'm just going to be who I am. People yeah. like me, whatever. But that's the only way to get real results, you know, like being fake or being vanilla is not a good, a good uh, strategy. Spot <laughs> that shit from a mile away too, man. It's like, you can see when someone's overly like fake nice and all that shit. And that, I mean, you can't really penalize a guy for being fake nice, but it's also like, you can kind of just see that shit. Um, and uh, know who you're, I don't know. I, I have a pretty good eye for it. Um, but I also, I, I know myself and I'm impulsive and I say some shit here and there. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working. I'm the king of shooting myself. Doing interviews and stuff, I'm always like one wrong thing away from just like having my manager call me and be like, "What the fuck did you say?" <laughs> I didn't hear about that five finger thing earlier, but I always try to cover myself anyway. No, you're good, dude. <laughs> um, real, but not be a dick because uh, I am guilty of maybe just not taking into account how someone might under might take what I say, but it, it would never be. Uh, there's never usually any intent or animosity behind it. I'm usually just trying to make people laugh. Like that's the main thing on tour, man, is trying to make the boys laugh is like the most important thing to me. So I just fuck around and install. Now I feel you on that. Um, on the podcast, I mean, we, we say a lot of shit out of pocket and um, I don't know. I just think it's fun. And I mean, when you're on a podcast, like you're just, you're trying to have a conversation, like, even though it might be an interview or whatever, I don't view it as an interview. Like I don't go into it like heavily scripted i'm just like all right i'm just gonna go with the flow i'm gonna go with whatever you give me and oh, uh, i'd rather I like, just talk i like talking to you is fine i had a guy on a podcast recently the best question he could think of to ask me was there's women in metal right they sing they play guitar but why do you think it is that they don't play and sing at the same time i'm just like what the fuck kind of question is that <laughs> that makes no sense at all they didn't take guitar lessons i don't know i think it's like I don't, why is that even a thing? Women are just as smart and capable. They can play guitar and sing. Maybe they just don't want to. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> like, I went on this tangent basically just explaining. It's like, why does my opinion even matter on that? I'm a drummer. I'm a fucking socially awkward, intellectually underdeveloped dude that lived in a garage most of his life learning how to 
why would I be an expert on socioeconomic problems? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Um, but like being the drummer, there's always like that, um, not rumor, but like there's always that like stigma of like the drummer's like the yes man. Uh, do you think you're the yes man? <laughs> Dude, I hate everything. <laughs> so, no, I, I don't think I'm the yes man. I'm, uh, I'm pretty difficult to figure out, so I've been told. I love certain things that people think I'm going to hate, and I hate certain things that people think I'm going to love. So that's the, the common consensus. I, mean, I try not to be difficult. I hope I'm not difficult, um, but I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm a yes man, but I'm not a no man either. <laughs> I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. I just think it's funny. We have to clear up some rumors because people think drummers are yes men. I'm like, all oh, right, you know, that's kind of. Oh, dude, the drum culture is like the Christian youth leader culture. It's always very supportive. <laughs> it's fucking. It seems like fake nice, like that shit we were talking about earlier. Yeah. That's what and I thought like everybody's so supportive and nice to each other. And I'm like, man, this is it's nice, but it seems kind of like it's like very summer campy. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever tell anybody that they should work on certain things or um it's it's a weird it's a weird culture to be in, but I'm I'm stoked on it. Mm-hmm. I don't really too much in like the drum stuff. I'm pretty like um actually pretty secluded like I don't really go out much or like do much for for a press or putting myself on social media because I'm like it, I'm always like wearing a hood and like hiding from people and shit <laughs> I'm just kind of shy more or less so I feel you I'm like an uh introverted extrovert I'd say I, I would classify myself as that as well like I want to be more outgoing and extroverted but then I'm like naturally introverted which is kind of weird yeah totally man i just want to make people laugh and like i don't <laughs> that's, that's what i like to do. i like to entertain make people laugh and really on tour making people feel uncomfortable like in weird social situations is some of the <laughs> that you can do we were at a hardware store and uh in front of the whole band i walked up to one of the people that worked at the hardware store with an extension cord i was like what's the weight rating on this extension cord <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> that's hilarious if you get the joke yeah totally man but it's just shit like that like constantly well speaking of that um i do have a segment on the show where we talk about crazy funny road stories so since we're on that topic do you got any that you can share yeah there's there's honestly like a ton man we um like we got broke into um one of us got our passports stolen jeez and to get back into canada we were sketching out so hard because we had to cross an international border with no passport and the Canadian border guards I think the guy was new or like didn't know but he just led us through he showed him an ID he's like oh good to go and we, as soon as we got onto the center border we're like <laughs> <laughs> go find uh yeah go find a spot to realize that we were back in the country and just like regroup and be thankful we got back in because Brendan looks Mexican too which is the funny thing <laughs> he always gets asked um so we got in no no hiccups which was awesome uh trying to think man there's a bunch of cool stuff just like in flames took us out for like a really cool barbecue dinner in memphis and that was sick uh yeah there's there's a lot (laughs) what'd you think about american barbecue american everything rocks really Uh, i would like to i would like to go out and just say like man in the media america looks like it's like constantly falling apart at the seams yeah rocks dude when you're there it's just crickets florida might be a little fucked but other than that like everything yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely 
argue with me on that. Um, no, man, Florida's great. Texas is probably my one of my favorite places I've ever been. Salt Lake City, Cali. Um, Baltimore, actually, for some reason, really loves us. Hmm, that's cool. Worcester, Massachusetts, man, we're like, I did not think that was going to pop off like it did, but I guess you have all the, all the remains, Shadows Fall, mm. uh, Kill Switch, it's all from that area on Earth. And when we played there, we were kind of just like that sound. So that venue went fucking ballistic from the, like the second we started playing, like the, the whole place was just like a circle pit. That's cool as shit. My favorite show of the whole tour. Uh, yeah, I can totally see you guys having huge, like Massachusetts, like fan base. Yeah, that was the, that was the place. That was my favorite place to play on the, the whole tour. And Cali. Cali does really good for us as well. Yeah. Those are definitely hot spots for like heavier hardcore talk type music or whatever. Um, Charlotte's not too heavy. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, uh, what is it? When we played North Carolina. Remember the the crowd, the opening band. I I don't want to say who it was, but they were so they were. Let's say they were different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they were a little different, and uh, they they killed the vibe of the entire show to the point where. We were like, we had like a huddle in the back. Like the band was like, okay, hey, we got to save this fucking show. And uh, we went out, we, we pushed as hard as we could and we went nuts. And uh, the crowd was kind of getting back into it, but like we, we got them in the right direction. But holy shit, man, it took some, it was a battle. Like, yeah. Fuck around. Like it was some weird, some weird stuff was going on that night. That's <laughs> yeah, just weird because like, um, like, they usually have this festival. I don't know if they still do it. I think it's called something else now. But, like, it was called, like, Carolina Rebellion. Yeah, but, like, but the bands that are on that bill are just, like, I don't want to be, like, like mean or whatever. But it's, like, kind of, like, butt rock kind of bands. Totally. I know what you mean. It's just, like, radio rock type shit, which is fine. You know, I'm not hating on it. But, like, it's just not – it's just more commercial and, like, radio. And, like, I don't know what that – I don't know what the thing is with that, you know, in North Carolina. You can come out and say it. It's fine. Like, <laughs> whack. Uh, but they got to make money, right? It's it's what yeah. the rate wants. And if you look, like a lot of those bands, they'll have like that one song that's on the radio, and it's that shitty fucking "You did this to me, now I'm gonna get back at you" song. That's what all the lyrics are. But then we actually like listen to their CD. Everything else is like pretty heavy, like Chevelle. Oh, right, Chevelle's sick. Yeah, they're they're one of those bands that they're they're sick. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, Tool gets played on those stations, thank God, because I have to listen to it at work sometimes. Mm -hmm. Now it's all new Tool, which I don't like. You don't like the new stuff? It's fucking boring, man. If I wanted to have a nap, I would listen to it, but I was like... Yeah, I don't like it either. It was dumb. I was like, this is what I waited for? 10,000 Days was the shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, they, they miss me with that shit. I'm not going to lie. I don't really like that stuff, the new Tool. It was just quiet. Like the mix was quiet. It wasn't like, it didn't seem like it was produced especially well for tool. Um, I, I love Maynard and a perfect circle and all that. Stuff. Oh yeah. I'm a diehard, a perfect circle fan. So I was like really disappointed in the, uh, the new tool release. And I'm the only one I know that thinks that same with the, I'll get some heat for this, but the, uh, the newest Gojira record, I gave it away the day that I got it. I love Gojira. Yeah. I, I don't like it either. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not just saying that either. Cause you said oh. it. But they they can do no wrong in the, the eyes of the the public. So it's like, and nobody's gonna call them on this. I was like, I guess they just lost their mom. So like the the idea was a, a slower, like moodier album. But mm -hmm. was always a band that's done things that I've never heard before, or taking a simple pattern and mm -hmm. then making a 
hit just pop off. And I just like was waiting for that moment to happen. And then the album was over. So I was like, maybe I just missed it. So I listened to it again. And I was like, nah. And I just, yeah, I, I gave the album to my buddy who I knew wanted it. So hey, let's do it on Apple Music a couple of times. And I was like, nah, it's in for me. So I just went back to uh, La Fon Sauvage. That was good. <laughs> what do you think about the like the latest Fit for it, an Autopsy? Oh yeah, no, that's sick. And but by the way, the new Gojira song that got put out the other day that bangs again. So I was stoked. Yeah, that was yeah, that's pretty good. The single, I'll check that out. Yeah, the new Fit for an Autopsy is cool. Those guys, they're good dudes. They're really cool. Yeah, I like their their past two albums. Um, they fucking bang, dude. Like I really like them a lot. Yeah, I like that stuff too. I like. Um, I really like the vocals on the, the the first song on that new record is fucking banging. Mm-hmm. Some cool moments, cool slammy moments. I like um, I like my production a little bit different though. I'm not a big fan of like this sonically of that record, but the songs are so good that um, I, I listen to that record all the time. I actually don't know the songs because I always put it on from start to finish. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I'll play through the whole album and everyone's like, uh, you know, what's your favorite song or what song do you like? But I... I feel terrible because I'm like terrible with fucking song titles, but I'm like, uh, I, I can tell you the album I like. Same, man. I'm the same way. I like the front to back albums uh, for the most part. That's kind of my, the way I listen to music. But, yeah. Yeah. I listen to it in that regard too. Cause it's like, you know, everything was put in a, you know, in certain order, you know what I mean? Like it's supposed to be appreciated as a whole. Hundred percent, man. No, I uh, I would I would fully agree. So I try to just listen to it as the artist wanted me to listen to it to get the most out of it. Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's just like watching a movie. I mean, you watch it, you wouldn't skip around and be like, all right, let's watch this scene. Like exactly. let's do it. You you know, you watch the whole thing the way it's supposed to go in the order. Totally, I, I'm big on that. But um, uh, anyway, I wanted to ask you before like we get started getting wrapped up or whatever, but like. Um, so like, what's the appeal for like newer bands that you're just not digging into that you're just like, ah, not for me. I would rather stick in my 10 year gap of metalcore <laughs> or whatever. That it's just the speed factor, the speed, all the drums sound the exact same, uh, vocally it's being driven into a spot that it was driven into with earlier metalcore where it's just like, you got the heavy ass verses, the edgy verses, and that goes all into the same chorus with the hook. And we do that exact same shit. I'm not saying that we don't, mm-hmm. but we the old way. And it just seems like a lot of it's kind of the same. Uh, I I like guitar solos. There's none of that really going on. There's not much for solo work. Uh, oh, yeah. Solos are yeah. almost dead now because of breakdowns. Yeah. I like breakdowns, too. I love a good breakdown. But um, they, it's just not uh, – it's all the same. If everything's heavy, nothing's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, Production isn't uh, my favorite. Some bands got some really good production, but yeah, it's just, it's too slow. I want some get up and go, which is why I like fucking Deicide and like all that death metal stuff. That's kind of like what I need. That's why I like the old metal core so much. It's because it has the speed of death metal and uh, the solos and everything. And then you get that hardcore breakdown. It's kind of what we do, but not, we don't really have breakdowns. We just have really heavy parts. Mm-hmm. It's just like a typical to go into a spot where all the instruments cut out and you get ready do a call out and there's a breakdown (laughs) i like that shit too but uh, so if you get the chance there's a band called get the shot okay they got the most fucking vicious breakdowns they're a hardcore band but they can tell they like metallica and like they're a weird mix of a bunch of cool shit so i would recommend listening to that and that's a hardcore band that's new that i would definitely they have like the aggression of 
Code Orange and Knock Loose, but they're way more evil. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, and I think you should check out End, man. I think you like End a lot. I'll check that out. I'll hit you on uh, your socials and let you know what I think. <laughs> All right, cool. And uh, I'll check that out too as well. Uh, I'm always big. Like, I love uh, hardcore a lot. Like, I don't know if you listen to Counterparts. Do you listen to them? Uh, very few and far between. Like, I have heard Counterparts, but I'm not, like, the biggest into them. Mm-hmm. I like their lyrics or whatever. Like, they have, like, really meaningful lyrics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can get behind that. That's why, like, a band that people think that I wouldn't like is Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> oh shit that's crazy no i was like i was huge uh i was huge into that band in like 2014 i loved ammo ammo was the first thing i heard from them and simple except eternal i i finally got me on board and then the one after that but i liked ammo a lot but lyrically i think that guy does really good so he's a good lyricist yeah he's really good um i saw him live in charlotte he was um it was a data remember headliner or whatever. And um, also it was playing was like uh, motionless and white and bring me the horizon. um, When Ollie went on and he like did a set, he just kind of like, he didn't like flake out at the end, but he just like, you could tell he didn't really want to be there. You know what I mean? And I was just like, well, maybe had an off day. Maybe he's just like, wasn't feeling it. It could have been like, he was pissed off with the sound guy. It could have been so many different reasons. Yeah, if they weren't headlining, he might have still been. Like, I'm, he might have had substance issues at that time, too. So I wouldn't blame him. Like, he was, uh, I think it was pretty hard for him to show up at that time, at a certain time in his career anyway. And thankfully, so he still did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really yeah. Cool. They're, they're like a huge name now, which is like kind of not funny, but like I saw that, ha- I saw that whole thing progression happen. And um, now they're just like huge fucking band. Like they have like 5 million listeners on Spotify and you would have never imagined that like 10 years ago. Totally, man. That's insane. Like we have, like, I remember thinking it was crazy when we hit 11,000. I was just like, holy shit. That's <laughs> still a lot though. Yeah, I'm pumped. It's cool. Um, I'm just, yeah, it's cool to see that shit uh, happen, but I couldn't imagine having 5 million it'll happen it'll happen one day we'll put out some cool um cover or something it'll get us some something so we're actually working on a cover right now oh sick that that'll be really cool i can't wait to check that out yeah so what our whole logic was like people always wait till people die and then they do all these like covers of their stuff and say how much they like them so we're going to pay tribute to someone while they're still alive so they can actually hear it we're like all right there's a guy that we fucking love that we're gonna make a song for him and maybe he'll listen to it and uh we all love the song, so I love it. that. Yeah, wanted to hear it while he's alive and not wait to, till it's too late. I think that's whack. Yeah, that is whack. Uh, a lot of people always wait till it's too late, and then that's cool. that's so true. Yeah. So it's like I'm not gonna love pretend I love Chris Cornell and then do a cover of Black Hole Sun. Like if I was really a fan, I would do another song of his, <laughs> <laughs> like shit like that. So it was cool that we uh, like we the guy persuaded the guys to go with me on this song. So it's turned out it's weird. But it turned out really cool. I can't wait to hear it, man. I'll, you're going to have to share it, and I'll, I'll check it out for sure. I'll share it. We're going to get ripped apart for it, too, but it's going to be sick. <laughs> hey, maybe not. Sometimes you have to, like, weed out, like, the the bad fans or whatever, you know? Like, totally. Yeah. It's just, some people are just not there for the long haul, you know? You got to <laughs> solidify your crowd there. Totally. Um, yeah. So, like... Is there any guilty pleasures 
as far as music that you listen to? I know we talked a lot about like metal, but like, what are some things that people would imagine you listening to? Animals probably the one that I listen to or like all that seventies, like R and B that I've, I've always kind of been into that, but I like, uh, I really like Nas. Biggie Smalls is one of my favorite artists of all time. Stuff like that. I, uh, I don't know, man. I don't really think of it as guilty pleasures. I like the music that I like. Um, and I think there's no shame. Nickelback, I guess, would be, I guess, <laughs> guilty pleasure. But I've always been on record defending them, not even that they need it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I like kind of everything. If it hits my ear right, it's it's good in my books. Yeah, I, I grew up in... I don't know. I always like heard Nickelback and like my friends are always into them and I never hated on them. But like, as I got older, like people are like, man, they're just like butt rock. But then I was like, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with like being catchy or like having a catchy chorus or like that type of appeal, you know? Boy, they invented that butt rock style though, man. They came along and then all these other bands fucking just flooded the market. And then you get shit like some like new theory of a dead man type, like, Oh my God. <laughs> what is this yeah too much for me like i can't do butt rock dude i i I honestly cannot get behind like five finger like even though i know like they have a stack lineup and everyone's super fucking talented it's just it's not my thing and it's never going to be something i seek seek out to listen to you know but they do cool stuff like i'm pretty sure ivan moody the singer he's he's a great singer man everybody in that band is really good but oh yeah and pick bands like battle cross Oh, Battlecross sick, yeah. Like handpick bands like that to open for them because they know what they are. Like they would be silly to think that because a lot of those guys that play that game and make that kind of music, they know exactly what they're doing and they're really oh, yeah. good. And uh, they they want to go to the top of the charts. They don't want to stick around. They like to like they 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 don't want to be in a van slugging it out. They want to be private jet and, and that's the way to do it. Um, so they, they they know how to play the game. Um, they don't get to play that game yet. <laughs> but do you think that like that's that's the goal now for like metal like all right let's just talk about like newer metal or whatever because like in newer metal core a lot of like the choruses are now clean and like catchy and like you do you think now you're gonna see a lot more of like the metal core bands trying to go like kind of butt rock or whatever yeah it's already started but they'll never go anywhere with the butt rock they got to go somewhere else that's why bring me the horizon it's so good because they went kind of rocky but they went they just copied lincoln park right yeah yeah. They the lincoln park thing but then they use that as a stepping stone to then get to where they are now which is i would think that now bring me the horizon sounds like what i think bring me the horizon was supposed to sound like they've evolved yeah. what they were so I don't know if they're going to go butt rocky, these metalcore bands, they're, they're going to go somewhere and it might sound like somebody else, but then maybe they're going to take another step into the unknown and really discover what they do. And that's so there's going to be another band coming out of somewhere that's going to do it. Um, Bring Me the Horizon being the newest one that, that really did. I Prevail is pretty close too. I think they, Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I Prevail. They, um, they, they really skyrocketed. There's a few bands, man. I think Crystal Lake's going to do stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like, Really, like they're popping off right now anyway but, um, yeah they're, they're uh, i think they're fortunate because like they're based out of tokyo and like in japan like you know there's a huge market for like metal right now like baby metal is huge yeah. you know <laughs> like totally. poppy poppy's probably really popular in japan i could see that yeah man it's uh it's the grind and you know as long as they're stay true to them to themselves they'll find that extra spot but the second you try to like kind of cash in 
I don't know if that really works out in the long run because then you're just stuck with an album that you might not want to play. That's true, yeah. A little translate to the live show. So I don't know, for us anyway, we try to keep it real. Um, we experimented on this new song. So it's a little bit um, slower, but it's heavier in the choruses. So the, we completely sang the verse and we screamed the chorus. And <laughs> where the breakdown would normally be, we put a really fucking gnarly solo at a weird drum pattern like it's nothing like we've ever done so we'll see if people like it <laughs> that's dope dude now i really like your guys sound like i like how fast you are it reminds me a lot more of like death metal yeah so uh me and brandon are big death metal guys and ryan so like brandon if you see him he's always just rocking a mayhem shirt or like uh okay that makes a lot of sense then so if, it's funny because we're like a metalcore band we have the clean poppy vocals sometimes um but then we have like death metal riffs so that's perfect <laughs> that's perfect honestly that's like that's my shit like i love when you can take something new or like old and then like make it new you know so people have a hard time putting their finger on us um for for where to put us because we're a little bit too metal for the core and we're a little bit too core for the for the metal elitist so we kind of fall yeah. into that in a good it's a good thing it's a good problem to have so people are always like man i really like uh the catchiness i can't get past the vocals sometimes but i think your music's really catchy and that's what people who don't like metal usually say about us and that's good so good that we're appealing in some way definitely death metal guys are always like dude i don't like them clean vocals but you guys got some fucking riffs and solos so like we're kind of we kind of appeal we got something for everybody yep and at the end at the end of the day it just depends on if you guys are satisfied with the sound and shit like that right so totally and like the drum drum wise for me I know the rooms I'm going to be playing. I know that I don't have my own sound guy that comes on tour with us in the States anyway. Like we're still breaking there. Mm. So I know what I should record. I know what I should do on the album in order to translate to those rooms that I'm going to be playing with the sound guys that might not know us. So on the newest record, it's pretty like meat and potatoes. Like I play what the song needs. I don't really like go fucking crazy or show off that much because I know that people aren't going to be able to hear it if we have the wrong sound guy. Mm -hmm. so it's like locked in and it, it creates a lot more space for the guitars so that's why we, we sound really clean live because of our setup and the way that we wrote for this record um that i wrote anyway i tried to make it so the guitars had a lot of room to breathe because i knew that some of these rooms would be maybe a little weird true drummer thinks about the room space that's really awesome it's true man if you were to see a board like let's take a band like a boarded and let's give them an opener slot without their sound guy and let them do their set you ain't hearing jack shit <laughs> but he, he, those bands like flesh god apocalypse all those bands they need a sound guy like yeah. you know, if they're so fast and so precise that uh if we have just a house guy that doesn't give a shit it's gonna sound completely whack <laughs> i just try to bypass that whole thing and just write what the song needs to in order to pop everything else off and sometimes that is a blast at 220 BPM, but it's not all the time. Yeah, dude. So time has flown by and I really enjoyed just shooting the shit with you. So I'm going to start wrapping it up here. But um, one of my final questions, uh, I would like to know what would be one thing that you wanted to change about the current state of metal? There's nothing really I would like to change about metal other than just the appeal. I would like the current state of metal to be broadcast to a little bit more people because people like that shit mm -hmm. I, it's not doing anything wrong it's taking the logical progression of where it needs to go it's very inclusive um for everybody of all walks of life i've always felt that metal is the place where i belong when i i always felt like i didn't belong 
I never felt like I was always the guy that was never asked to do anything or never asked to hang out. And metal was the first place that made me feel like I had a place to be. And it made me feel okay with being an outcast because when I would show up to a show, there was people like me there. Mm -hmm. uh, It was refreshing. So as far as that goes, I think metal is doing what it needs to do. And I think that it's an avenue, a positive one for people to take to maybe feel a little bit more included. And that means like everybody from uh, women, whatever race, religion, everything you Mm -hmm think of um it's inclusive and you'll see people go on blabbermouth and say things like metal isn't inclusive to women or it's sexist it's fucking bullshit yeah metal is like one of the friendliest places to ever be we're just socially awkward and i think that's (laughs) down to so maybe just it being um exposed for what it really is and not for what it isn't and i think that's slowly happening Mm -hmm. so well I really enjoyed speaking with you. Like, I know, like, you're a little bit more old school. I'm definitely new school. I'm plugged in with the newer stuff. But um, I, I really appreciate that we can still have a conversation and we're not, Ooh. like, at each other's necks. Like, who's better? Who's got the better, you know, whatever. And I think that's really cool that as metalheads, we can have a conversation, you know. Totally. I would, um, if, if Code Orange or, um, like, Knocked Loose said, yo, we want to, like, we want you guys to come tour with us or something like that all day. Like, I think... I think I don't have anything against it. It's just, I don't really listen to it, but um, everybody else in my band fucking pumps that shit all the time. (laughs) I'm uh, I'm the the, kind of the odd man out. That's all right, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta fly your flag, man. Like, you know, you gotta be who you are. I think that's very important. Absolutely. So that was pretty much it. And, uh, you know, if you have any last thoughts or any final thoughts that you want to share before we head out, um, feel free to share that. Totally, man. I try not to be like too like pumping with all like the products, but I mean, if you get the chance, just go to like the Nuclear Blast website and order the album or whatever. Um, hit us up; we'll send you a shirt. Uh, but mainly, just go like us on Facebook, Spotify, all that good stuff. Check out the new music video for Apocalyptic. It's really cool because we did everything ourselves. There was no outside help from any directors or anything, so that was cool. Oh yeah, dude. That was Ty Fox, the drummer from Arrival of Autumn. They are with Nuclear Blast Records. Super dope band. Go check them out. Their new album, Harbinger, whenever you can. Go check it out. It's so fucking sick. Thanks for being on the show again, and let me know if there's anything I can do for you guys. Well, that pretty much does it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like the video and subscribe. That way you don't miss a new episode of Native Native Diamond Diamond Podcast. Podcast. And until I see you guys on a future video, shine Shine on. on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.